Taiwan Talk on ICRT FM 100. I'm Ryan Drillsma, and this week I'm speaking to Director of the Department of Policies on Migrant Workers at the Surf the People Association, Lennon Wong. This podcast episode is more like a follow-up on a previous episode we did with author Joe Henley, whose book, Migrante, told the story of a Filipino fisherman in Taiwan facing hardships after running away from his abusive boss. I wanted to give you the opportunity to hear firsthand from an organization that has helped out in similar situations. Serve the People Association operates as a shelter for migrant workers from the Philippines, Vietnam, Thailand and Indonesia who've had trouble at work in Taiwan. The association offers legal consultation for these people and takes care of their daily needs while their cases are being processed. It then helps them transfer on to, hopefully, a more happier workplace. We've actually been trying to get Lennon to come into the studio for a while, but due to the current situation with the pandemic and everything that's been happening, we're finally talking on the phone. How are you doing today? Uh, hello, hi, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm at home also. How are you coping with the pandemic? Well, uh, yeah, just like everyone else, we try not to go around too much. But because I live near our shelter, my wife and I, we still go to the shelter quite often. But other than that, we prevent from going too far. To get into the topic, do you think there are things the public doesn't know about migrant workers in Taiwan? Quite a lot. Uh, yeah, most of them, they don't really understand. And sometimes, some of them, they really have some discrimination, racist attitude towards the migrants, which is common everywhere in the world. But many of them, they don't really know the situation. For example, the, the house workers. Most of them are caretakers. So there is a, there's a ward. There's a patient to be taken care of. But most of the caretakers at home, they don't have a room for themselves, and there's no regulation for the working hours, and there's no compulsory day off. They don't have Labor Standard Act, which means their salary is much lower than the other workers. It's almost like they work endlessly uh, 24 hours a day, and there are all other issues for the factory and fishermen also. The good thing is, in the recent years, there are more local Taiwanese, they are concerned, they try to know more about the migrants. Lennon explained to me that his association often helps out people that have faced abuse from their employers under unfair working conditions. I asked if there were any particular cases he'd overseen that really stuck in his mind. There were quite a few cases that could jump out in my mind, I can just give you a few. One of the fishermen who reported each, he has been physically attacked by the captain. That the captain said, okay, clean the ship. Okay, so he just uh, t- took the order, clean the ship. But after that, the captain was very um, unsatisfied, and he used the cigarette to uh, thrust into his face directly. And then he tried to uh, stop him with, his, with the knife, so he just ran away. Um, there are too many cases like that, physical attack or rape, sexual harassment. These kind of uh, violence will make a very big trauma. One lady who, who was raped, uh, after she came here for, for a couple of days, she told us she can hear the sound, she can see the face of the employer who raped her before, and the sound told her, just go to die. So we were so shocked. She was suicidal, so we helped her to, for a psychiatrist. Lennon said when cases of migrant worker abuse are brought to court, judicial authorities often have their idea of a perfect victim. He said, for example, in cases where an employee has been raped, they expect the victim to be docile and afraid, but also often ask why they didn't shout out and cry for help or fight back when they were being abused. 
To Lenin, however, it's obvious why victims in these situations don't fight back. Anyone can, it's very easy to understand uh, under this kind of uh, physical uh, attack and sexual attack. It's better not to fight back at the moment because you might be hurt, you might be killed. I then asked Lenin if employers accused of abuse usually face legal consequences. That's the saddest point. The, the guy, the employer who raped the lady, um, in the criminal case, the lady lost. I mean, the prosecutor didn't even prosecute. And we appealed to the higher court. They all said uh, some of the statements uh, is contradicted. Uh, among all the fishermen cases, uh, we uh, appealed uh, to the legal authorities. Only one case, uh, one broker, I mean, uh, guilty for human trafficking. And the judge even uh, testified that there, there is a certain amount of uh, illegal money he got from the, the individual fishermen. But, uh, and, and, and surprisingly, he, it's the second time for the case. He was convicted for human trafficking for, for the second time. But the penalty was only four months, which means he can just pay off. He doesn't need to go to the jail for even a single day. We, we know he's still doing the business now. It seems that the legal system doesn't really focus on this kind of crime. Do you do any activism or campaigning to raise awareness about the situation? Right, we did. Uh, we, we are a member of uh, several alliances. Like one is the gender issue, gender reform. Uh, one is the human trafficking uh, alliance against the human trafficking cases. Another alliance is, is Coalition for the Human Rights of Migrant fishermen, and we are also a member, a founding member of uh, our LIM. It's a, it's a uh, alliance for both migrant workers and my uh, foreign spouses. We do the uh, advocacy works with them, and so through through the uh, alliance works, sometimes we have uh, press conference. We have uh, and we meet the government officials to express our concerns. Lenin explained his shelters usually house 50 to 60 people, but the pandemic has meant there are currently less than 20 in each. He said the length of stay for each guest depends on how quickly they're able to find new jobs, but under extreme circumstances, they will continue to look after guests for more than a couple of months. Usually the staying is about two months. There's a limit, but uh, if the workers still cannot find a job, we can help them to extend. If it's a very special case, like there's a sexual violence or physical violence, or if, it, if the worker was considered as a victim from human trafficking, um, they can even stay longer. Um, I wanted to ask you, does language present a problem with the work that you do? Yeah, um, so that's why uh, most of the time I can only communicate with the Filipino migrants. Actually, in the beginning, when we founded the shelter, my wife, she was still a caretaker, so she helped me a lot on translation. She helped me to translate uh, for the for the other Filipino workers who cannot really speak English well, she helped me to, to type their uh, complaints into a petition, and I helped to, uh, to file the case. For the other nationalities, yes, um, we have. We also have uh, a staff, a bilingual staff. We have, now we have one full-time, one part-time Indonesian staff. Two of our Taiwanese colleagues, they can speak Bahasa Indonesia fluently already. And for the Vietnamese shelter, we have an, uh, also a, another Vietnamese colleague, 
for the work, if you want to help the migrants, if you want to do the works with the migrant workers, you have to be able to communicate with them. You cannot expect they can speak Chinese or even English. I asked Lenin if things had improved for migrant workers in Taiwan and what the government can do to improve conditions for them in the future. Yes, I will say, uh, frankly, there is some, you know, some progress. The progress was very slow. If before, they have, the migrants have to go home at least for one day after a contract. Even they will be rehired. And this article has been removed. So now they can stay in Taiwan and transfer to continue to the same employer or transfer to another employer. But the problem is, most of the brokers, they will take another illegal fee from the workers if they will work again in Taiwan. But I'm still optimistic on the reforms, on the policies on Taiwan, on the migrant workers in Taiwan. Take one thing as an example, the, the broker's fee. UN agencies, they already regulated that there shouldn't be a fee for the migrant workers. The Taiwan government is not fast enough to respond to this uh, world trend. They are not fast enough to uh, require for zero fee. And also there should be a more freedom, more liberty uh, for the migrant workers. And domestic workers should be included in the Labor Standard Act. So they should have minimum wage. They should have compulsory pay off. They should have regulated working hours. Thank you, Lenin, for speaking to us today. If you want to help or make a donation to Serve the People Association, you can find all the necessary information by searching for it on Facebook. And that's all for this week. Stay tuned for another new episode of Taiwan Talk next time. Hi, I'm Ryan Drilsma. And I'm Trevor Tordomasi. And we're the co-hosts of Taiwan Talk. You can catch our show on ICRT every Monday during the 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. newscasts. Or you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, SoundOn, or wherever you might usually find podcasts. New episodes are uploaded every Monday night. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week with a new guest.